0: Well, all right, here we go with another Star Trek The Original Series podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about a piece of the action. And we have Eric Madison. Eric.
1: Hello.
0: And Robin Chicago. Hello, boys. The, the, Rob's the, the legal boss of the Chicago. What? The South North Side.
1: <laughs> I'd advise you to keep talking, Rob.
0: And of course, I'm here in Minneapolis uh, drinking my. Grain Belt Northeast beer, which I thought was appropriate to drink oh, beer I, for this. I thought you were going reference.
2: to say that you were drinking grain alcohol. I thought that would be appropriate actually oh. because yeah, during the, during prohibition people used or to some bathtub gin yeah. themselves.
0: Yeah, I I think so. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I don't stock grain alcohol at home. It's too bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Don't act all disappointed. So, a piece of the action. This this episode has always been one that I've had fun watching. I, I've always liked it, actually. It's it's it definitely a, a slight kind of, as, as our old friend Lee would call it, a jiffy track. But it's handled in such a, a fun, entertaining way that uh, I, I find it hard not to, to like it, and also hard to pick on it too much, even though some, some of it's pretty ridiculous. But um, let's let's go ahead and jump in um, with the story on this one, uh, Eric. What do you what do you think?
1: I really enjoyed watching this again. I, I'd always enjoyed it when I was younger, but um, uh, I, I really got a kick out of watching it again. Uh, it's just a solidly fun story from beginning to end. I, I think it's just as funny as the trouble with Tribbles. and you know, just as a piece of light entertainment, it. It, it's handled very well all the way through. The, the pacing is good, and the the tone is kept con- light and consistent. And, uh, it's just just a lot of fun.
0: And and Rob, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I felt the same way. I really enjoyed watching it again. Um, there was one moment that that bothered me, uh, and uh, but I think it's just because I'm I've gotten picky in my my old age, but uh, but in general, I really I really enjoyed watching it, and um, I think they uh, they gave themselves you know they had this premise and they gave themselves permission to have a lot of fun with it. Um, so if you look at it in that light, then then some of the the nitpicky things about the plot um, you can kind of overlook. Where maybe in other episodes you wouldn't. Um, and uh, so I think, and I think that. The right way to approach this episode is that uh, the Enterprise approaches this situation with a light touch, too, because they don't want to interfere, um, and at the same time, they don't really seem to think um, that they're in all that much danger. I think that that explains some of the, the more ridiculous things that Kirk and Spock, and um, well, especially Kirk d- does during this episode, like run off on his own to try to go get <laughs> um optics, you know, um which is just absurd. But uh, you know, we gotta let that go. So
0: Yeah, Rob, I had that same reaction to uh to to the part where he, he send sends uh McCoy and Spock back to the ship and just picks up the gun and heads out into the street. It it I just, I just had to roll my eyes at that, even though it's still fun, the idea of, of Kirk just going after him like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all uh, from, from really, from any standpoint. I mean, he... Uh, I understand that they don't want to use excessive force um,
0: you know, in order to... But the question remains, why didn't they go back to the ship and then, you know, transport right, back could, into Bella's office?
2: They could have done that. They could have transported Bella on board the Enterprise. They could have done all sorts of things. Uh,
0: right, right.
2: So, they could have at least come up with a... With some sort of fig leaf, uh, instead of just saying, "Well, I'm going to go on." Off you go. Off we, off we go. Right.
0: I I, I'll, I tend to look at this one now as it not, it is it obviously kind of a a, what, a great what if speculative, well sort of science fiction, but it's almost like Star Trek's take on old Hollywood gangster movies. In a way, and also, not coincidentally, probably shot on one of the studio backlots, where they made these kind of films, and that uh, and, and that's fun and everything. The the, the cheesy you know, expressions and accents and all that stuff are are right out of a nineteen you know thirties Hollywood tough guy movie.
2: You know, I had not thought of that before, but um, that that does sort of. Uh, give us a new, sort of new way of looking at Star Trek as a, not only, you know, commenting on society, but also commenting on art, you know, science fiction as a way of, of sort of deconstructing, um, you know, Hollywood, you know, our, our culture. Um, and, I, you know, I think this is really the first time, I think this might be the first episode, and I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong, that they do, that addresses this, you uh, Alternate Earth hypothesis, and there are there are later episodes that do this, but I think this is the first one, isn't it?
1: First one, what again? The
2: first, the first one that that poses the you know what if uh, Earth culture, you know, uh, a piece of Earth culture is placed in this laboratory and just allowed to you know. Uh, Kind of run wild, and we see this later in uh, Patterns of Force, and, and, yeah. and Bread and Circuses as well. Although Bread and Circuses isn't isn't actually an example of this, but but pa- the parallel Earths uh, sort of idea. Also, um, the Omega Glory is also another example. Um, you know, whether or not it's actually some actually caused by someone from outside, but it's this idea that we're gonna we're gonna take a look at what if things had developed differently? You know, what if we had, you know, the the Nazis with more modern technology or, or whatever?
0: Um, but I think or this the is, Romans, yeah. That yeah, one.
2: but I, what, I think this
0: is the first episode that that does that. Uh,
1: as far as I can... Yeah, I think so. Um, as far as I, I mean, I, the,
0: the episode Miri, they, they they refer to it as a duplicate of the Earth, but it doesn't really talk about Earth's society. That's true. It's more of just a convenient way of explaining why everything looks like Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think Rob, you are right as far as I, I could tell, although obviously there are several episodes coming up that are going to have that exact idea.
2: Right. And I mean I, I think that's, that's a, a different point than what the point that you were making, which I thought was really interesting, John, which was the idea of Star Trek as a sort of postmodern take on on other forms of television or, or movies,
0: you know. Um. And I'm not even sure that it's it's intentionally done that way, but the, the, the factors involved that the people writing this uh, have their, their style of that genre informed by these movies, but also the fact that, you know, the, the costumes and the sets and all, everything else are the same. It's, it, in some ways, it's just a, well, we want to portray 1920s Chicago, Gangsters and all that stuff. Well, this is what they how they knew how to how to do it, and also what the audiences would relate to.
2: Right. Yeah. Um...
0: So, uh, it's 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 just another one of these. It's it's not that different from um, Balance of Terror being paced like a World War II submarine movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's so true. A lot, the, of, a
0: lot of the mo- movie culture certainly has uh, influenced Star Trek, and this is just another example.
2: That's true, but it is a different, you know, a more direct commentary on it than in other where where it's you know you have to draw analogies, even, even though you could you can pretty easily with something like Balance of Terror. But you know, this is this is making a much more direct, you know, commentary on art, like mm-hmm. you said, on art, not not just on the 20s, you know, or 30s, which might, you know, might be but, also, but on, might be different than this, but actually on Hollywood, you know, the way that they, the sort of mm-hmm. environment that's depicted in those films. So, I don't know, this is incredibly uh, I don't know, incredibly boring. esoteric I guess, and probably pretty boring to anybody yeah. who might be listening, but since nobody is listening, uh, Oh, I exactly. We mind. have Frey
0: Rain to to Indulging go Ryan. on at length. These things, <laughs> I, I think. Eric, wake up! <laughs> and Eric, what? Eric, what?
1: Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah.
0: Drop your drop your cocks and grab your socks.
1: <laughs> now you're sounding like Full Metal Jacket. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't that yes. a heart Heartbreak Ridge that comes from?
0: No, I'm pretty sure that's. Well, maybe he says it in there too. It's definitely in Full Metal Jacket, but I Is it really Heartbreak Ridge I don't know well enough. Yeah. That's one of the oh. drill <laughs> the drill instructor sayings. Along with many others there I could certainly repeat.
1: Yeah, very colorful. Okay. I don't know that they'd be suitable for mm-hmm. our podcast, but
2: uh, yeah. It definitely is in well, Heartbreak Ridge. Well. Okay. Said by Clint Eastwood's character.
0: Well, I'll have to go see that again sometime. <laughs> okay. So, what did you guys think of the uh, of, of the characters? This? Were the were the you know the, the the gang leaders you know pretty cardboard cardboardy stereotypes, or were they interesting at all? What do you think?
1: Um, I actually found them to be well. Again, going back to your Comparison with uh, you know the stereotypical Hollywood uh, take on gangsters and, and the mobs of the twenties and uh, thirties. They, I mean, they were you know they were taken directly. They, they were informed heavily by that example, um, but they were still fun, um, and you know you saw some hints of. A little bit of depth with, for instance, Bella Oxmix, and how he, you know, he obviously wasn't stupid, and he was, he pointed out that, you know, he he recognized the problems with the society being so fragmented, and um, all of the different bosses warring with each other, and the need for some kind of unity, and and actually.
0: I promise the world order.
1: And, and Krakow was actually more or less the same mentality, um, maybe a little less. Uh... You, you know what
0: I found fun about their, those characters is how they managed to r- work in the adjustment that their their characters made to um, the Starfleet personnel and their technology, and the the realization that there's you know spaceships and things like that, but in a really narrowly confined way.
1: I'm sorry. You know, what do you I, mean? I found
0: that pretty fun. Well, the, the, you know, most of the time they acted like they're like you'd expect them to. Where you know, movie style, uh, you know, gang bosses. You know, they they have all the mannerisms and they, they have the expressions and they you know they have the hot chicks waiting on them in their office. Uh, except their offices looked exactly the same. But I'll get into that later. Um, but the fact that how they dealt with knowing that people like Kirk, Spock, and McCoy were out there with their fancy heaters and, and that there was a ship and all that stuff. I, I found that fun to, to, to see how the writers could uh, to work that in, into the characters.
2: Yeah, they, they comprehended the idea of, of outsiders in a way that other you know, other aliens that they've encountered, that the Enterprise encounter encountered, don't really um,
0: well, and, and and yeah, they seem to. I mean, they they take it as a given. And of course, you know, they point out that the earlier ship it was there a hundred years past, so they've they've known about uh, other other worlds and aliens for at least a hundred years.
1: But they also didn't understand the the full extent of Federation technology and capabilities either, because.
0: Oh no! Absolutely not. They there were there were limits, and maybe they're just because their technological uh, development was was relatively primitive. Right. They they didn't they they weren't there. But it, it's it, I just found an interesting hybrid of of those two. The the society that that again has the contamination, as Spock puts it. Yeah. And that that's something you don't see in in Star Trek uh, al- almost never in Next Gen, if, if I can remember correctly. Good old uh, Prime Directive. Yep. So, okay. Yeah, besides the nitpick about the uh, about Kirk going off on his own, um, was there anything you guys didn't like, like about this one?
1: Well, you know, there was... Uh, uh, actually, uh, this isn't exactly something that I don't like. In fact, it's just a theme that I detected in there. You know, it's actually, in a way... Read it as a subtle but stinging indictment of um, organized religion, because, uh, in fact, uh, well, there the reverence for the book, and McCoy in fact, yeah. refers to it as their Bible at one point. Yeah, he does. And uh, you know, it's not it's not too much of a stretch to draw the parallels between uh, the problems that. Strict adherence to what the book teaches, and the problems uh, that accrue there, thereby to you know, the what the problems that have uh, plagued humanity uh, because of strict adherence to religious teachings.
2: And you can't. This time, you can't blame it on a machine like you can with Return of the Archons. Yep. It's uh it's just it's the people themselves that that uh, that, uh
0: left with this tome.
2: Right. Yeah. They're, they 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 imprisoned themselves in this ideology.
1: Probably because they needed something to so, they were looking for direction or something of that nature.
0: Yeah. It, it's you know it's funny uh, this 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 week we're going to after to organized religion on our podcast, and <laughs> last week Eric made a, a broadside against uh, professional sports.
1: <laughs> so, what other uh, major institutions are we going to take shots at?
0: Hmm. We'll have to come. up. Rob, it's your your you you should come up with a good one for next week <laughs> or next time.
1: <laughs> the two party system, Rob, attack that two party
2: system. The. Uh, uh, What else is there, really?
0: Military industrial complex, or industrial food, how about that? How about
2: capitalism? Industrial food, education, Education. public education.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) Everybody has something to look forward to for the next time. One uh, little And was it? Oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, this is completely out of turn, so if you had another thought, really just go ahead.
0: Oh, just that I, I was thinking that the guy who played Krakow... Krakow. Krakow. <laughs> Krakow.
2: Krakow.
0: Krakow uh, wasn't he on the the sitcom Alice in the 1970s? That's right.
1: I was going to mention that Vic Tabak, he was Mill of Mill's Diner. Yeah.
2: That's, That's right. He thought he looked very familiar.
0: Oh, I, I always thought that, and I, I just had forgotten the connection there. Yeah, that, that's great. he. He was really fun. Uh, the the other uh, little standout scene that I, I get a big chuckle out of is the the little exchange with uh, with Kirk and the and the boy. Oh yeah. Out in the street there before they that that's really fun. I, I thought the, the 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 child actor did a, a good job then. Yeah.
1: That one was a lot of fun, and I still think one of my favorites. I mean, there are lots of just. Thoroughly enjoyable scenes. Fizban game yeah. is, is probably one of my favorites
0: out of the whole series. Although the the way Shatner delivers some of those those lines in that scene is is kind of strange. How so? How do you mean? <laughs> he, he, oh, I don't know. It just there there were some of his delivery. It's like, well, look, you have a little know Yeah. <laughs> yeah guess... It was just. A, I mean, it, it's not out of out of out of character as far as the. Uh, the, the intensity of of his of his uh, acting there, but it was, it just it, his vocalizing was was pretty strange. I thought.
2: Yeah. Were you <laughs> criticizing the Or Uncharacteristic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> I mean. No, I, I've just been.
2: It's funny, oh, which ahead. is the the intent, you know, uh, of the scene. So, I, I mean, it, it does add to the.
0: Oh, it, it's so fine. It's not. It's not I, I'm not necessarily criticizing it, but it's it, it's interesting. And of course, it, it's helped a lot by Spock playing the straight man.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: I've never computed them, Captain.
1: <laughs> In the way he just silently mouths so. astronomical. After that, almost yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's something
0: I, I didn't used to notice, but I was reminded of again last night when I watched it. It's really funny. Well, do we have any misogyny corner for this one? They're, <laughs> it's uh, the women in this episode are not really, you know, paid much attention to except for eye candy. Uh,
1: they have almost nothing to do at all, so.
0: And they get their own little.
2: Yeah, but I guess you can't really. The flapper
0: costumes. Yeah. yeah. The
2: flapper costumes. But it's not... Yeah,
0: they're, they're not actually characters, so it's hard to... <laughs> well,
2: and also it it's hard sort of fits, for that the, too much. fits the, uh, you know... The, it fits with the idea that they would be imitating the, the, the culture. The and... women that
0: had the most to do in this episode, except for a couple of comments that but Huru uh, we're at the beginning of the episode when they're walking down the street and two women come up and start giving the, the you know... The thugs some, some crap about the street lights not being on or something like that yeah,
1: garbage pickup and things like that yeah.
0: yeah you know like and that's a scene among along with another one that I'll bring up in a second that I don't I think must have been cut from the old syndication versions that are on TV because that, that little exchange even though I remember it does not stick out for me it's, it seemed almost like oh I forgot about this
1: where was this now? Yeah. And
0: the other scene... Oh, this was at the very beginning where they're on the way to Oxmix's office. Hmm. And these these two women approach the, the party and start getting in their faces about the streetlights being out and things like that. A girl can't walk alone at night. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. I remember that, though, um, watching it um, in syndication years ago.
0: That could be. I might be wrong about that. The scene, I'm sure, must be, must have been cut on TV was near the end when um, it's at Krakow's office and all the thugs wake up and they're everybody's gone and they, they decide they're going to go hit Bella's office. And there's two scenes of that, and one of them is, I always remember, and it basically just says, we're hitting Bella's and nobody comes out alive. Yeah. That, that's I always remember that and that's always there but there's an earlier scene when they wake up and they're like, rubbing their heads and one of the guys and they say oh he's gone and all, oh, you know Krakow's involved in this somehow let's go and do you know what I mean about that one? Hmm. I swear I swear that one, that, that scene is uh, not nearly as familiar as the rest of the episode. And looking at it, I, I, I'm not sure that it's 100 percent necessary. You can you can pretty much tell what's going on without that scene being there. But I, I wonder if that was cut.
1: Hmm. I don't.
0: When hmm. it was in reruns.
1: I don't know. Um. I don't remember seeing any. i Thing that what. Well, I don't know. It's hard to say because you know, especially in more recent years, they butchered them so badly in syndication.
0: Yeah, and it could it could be, and that's maybe the last few times I'd seen this one were on television where they cut them like that. Yeah, but I I have a book somewhere that has that lists all the syndication cuts of the original series, so I may have to dig that out and see if I'm right.
2: Do you think the scene with the women, the bit with the women is important because it establishes that the the gangsters, the gang bosses, are actually providing uh, public services, you know, which is different from right. the you know actual history but sort of you know tells you that there's no no functioning government or you know other than what they provide so I it's important
0: right no i think it's i think yeah it's extremely important and it um lay, lays out some some good exposition there so that that's why i'm i'm starting to think maybe that i'm just you know forgetting things as opposed to the other scene which I think could have easily been cut and you know you wouldn't notice it right right another
2: little bit that I noticed this time that I'd never caught before um, is mm-hmm. when uh, Bella at the, in that first scene is uh, shooting pool and he's doing it very very, mm-hmm. very deliberately but he's hitting the, the colored balls he's not hitting the white ball
1: and, uh, I never caught that.
2: Yeah, it's fun. It's it's really funny. Um, I, I think that, that was a really nice touch to have him do that. You know that he they picked up on on billiards, but they they don't they didn't really
1: know how it was played. Well, so. well, you. Not, That's you, not
0: maybe there's a mistake in the book.
1: Not to pick nits, but there is a difference between pool and billiards.
2: Right, I think it was a pool table, but I, I'm no, not yeah, positive yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but but he was obviously hit. You know, he was hitting the colored balls, which I don't think is <laughs> correct. I guess I didn't notice. Maybe that, there's some variation where you do, uh, but but I thought it was mm. a nice a nice little touch. And he also is very he's very serious about it too. You know, it's it's almost as if it's some sort of of ritual rather than just a game that he's playing. You know.
1: Mm.
0: Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I uh, as far as the special effects replacement goes, uh, another this is another episode where there wasn't a whole lot going on, you know, in space, so not a lot to report there. Um, the I, I thought the all the scenes on the backlots and all that looked really good. One of those things where they—you could tell—they were using Hollywood-style backlot mat- areas because they—they they looked really well finished for Star Trek. Yeah. And even even the the office areas were were pretty good, although the two um, gang offices looked awfully similar. <laughs> I think they just redressed them and yeah, and reused the same set. And who who knows? Maybe they they borrowed one that was <laughs> already built and just uh, shot stuff on it.
1: I wonder if that. Uh, huh. I was just thinking um, that may have been the same backlot that they used in City and the Edge of Forever.
0: Oh, it wouldn't surprise me, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was wondering that too. Uh, and I wouldn't be.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, how many of those kind of backlots do you think Paramount had? Uh, I mean, yes, maybe, maybe a lot. But.
0: Uh,
2: uh-huh. One thing that I did notice that shows up. Uh, on on my TV with the DVD, and not not even high def, but Kirk's hat the the gangster hat that he's wearing uh, it's fuzzy. It's all fuzzy, yeah. It's yeah. Fraying. Yeah, it's like I
0: they, I noticed that last night too.
2: They found a not
0: in very good shape.
2: Not in very good shape, and that you know I, I'm sure it didn't read on the the original TV sets of the era, but definitely shows up.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, guys, uh, this might be it, huh?
1: I can't really think of uh, anything else just off the top of my head.
0: I think we um, got... There, there's also the... You got the gist of it. I, I, I also really enjoy the, the the entirely played for laughs scene with Kirk and Spock in the car.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, that's always Which fun. is hilarious, yeah.
0: and, and, and then Shatner says... I may have to get myself one of these. <laughs> well,
1: and then later when he, he uh, in, you know motions yeah. Spock to get in the car and says, come on, it's faster. And Spock says, yes, but not as safe.
0: Yeah. Spock, Spock's completely dissing him. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, that's always fun. And then um, another fun part is uh, where uh, Scotty's interchange with uh, Krakow when they kidnap him and beam him on oh, board. Oh, yes, yes. yes indeed
0: concrete galoshes
1: <laughs> some metal for shoes
0: aye <laughs> well okay guys this will wrap it up for this time and I think Rob you're on vacation for the next couple of weeks is that right uh,
2: I will return yes for the next couple of weeks I will be out of commission
0: so, you can let us know, and we'll be ready to move on to... Uh, what's next, Eric?
1: Um, oh, you know, I'm not sure. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no, I should know that.
0: I am very disappointed in you. Do not disappoint me again. I find your again. lack of knowledge disturbing.
1: <laughs> Apology accepted.
0: I'm sure glad these people are hanging on while we... we figure this out. Well,
1: oh, come on, you're going to edit the whole thing together so you'll be able to take out some of the
0: cut you know, I can cut stuff out. That's true. Just about
1: there.
0: Accessing Excellent. Stone knives and bear skins.
1: The immunity syndrome.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yep, that's a good one. I like that one. And fact, uh, definitely. Just And a
0: and com- a complete change of pace. It'll be great.
1: Um, actually, all of them... In
0: fact, and that that's... Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, the rest of them, uh, we've got The Immunity Syndrome next, then A Private Little War, Return to Tomorrow, Patterns of Force by Any Other Name, The Omega Glory, The Ultimate Computer, Bread and Circuses, and then the second season concludes with Assignment Earth, so... That's, the, that's mm-hmm. really solid through the end of the season. Those are all good episodes. Yeah,
0: well, we'll definitely... Very, very nice. Well, cool, guys. Um, This is it probably for a couple weeks or so. So uh, if anybody's listening, thanks again. And good night.
2: Good night. Good night.